What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Blue Wire. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Ant Wright back. Your host of Michigan State of Mind. I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, a lot has gone down in the past week or so. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State played. Uh, Michigan pretty much handled um, pretty much throughout the the uh, uh, entire game there. Uh, and then Michigan went on to beat Northwestern. Northwestern is trash. That's one of the worst teams that I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, Illinois, though. Illinois, uh, that was a huge win, huge pickup by Michigan State. Another game where, you know, Michigan State was up by about 20 or so, and Illinois slowly clawed back, clawed back and even took the lead late in the second half. But um, Cassius Winston woke up, and Xavier Tillman woke up, and uh, pretty much the, the uh, leaders went in and kind of stole that game back from Illinois. Um, I don't know what's going on with Gabe Brown, man. Gabe Brown, he was one of my favorite guys uh, this year for Michigan State, and he and he looked really promising for a while there. Uh, and it's not, and it's a lot of people look at his slump. They just look at his scoring. They just look at what is he shooting. Like, that is not really my concern. My concern with him is defensively and mental and just toughness. He's lacking a lot of that. And that's one thing Izzo does not tolerate is lack of toughness, lack of mental toughness, especially on the defensive end. Uh, If you guys haven't seen it, I clipped up quite a bit of Michigan and Michigan State plays. Um, And it. And like almost every single clip, Gabe Brown was doing something wrong or really questionable. And um, knowing Izzo, he probably sees this and he probably saw it way before, way before I did. And, um, you know, just watching it, just super, just super concerned, man. Uh, Henry did an outstanding job on AO towards the end of that uh, Illinois game. And uh, 
But yeah, that was a huge one. That was a huge one. Still don't really have a backup point guard. And it's been, this is the end of year two now. Don't have one where, you know, that Izzo trusts. I mean, there was a part of the game where, you know, people told me about this, but I was like taking a nap. I was, I was so, I was so tired. Um, having a newborn, I'm telling you, woof, man, oh man. Anyways, so there was a point where, where like lawyer did something and then Izzo turned around and, and like reamed out Fife because <laughs> Fife and lawyer are from the same city and you know, Fife is the one who recruited lawyer. And pretty much reamed him out because the lawyer just did something stupid. Then at halftime, he pretty much said that, look, we have to handicap what we're doing on offense because lawyer just can't handle pressure. Now, I have tweets going back to like 2015, 2016, um, where, you know, you know, I went to watch Clarkston play. I saw them play. I saw him versus... To Julius, I saw him versus Brandon Wade. Uh, they made him look silly, so silly. Did he have an incredible high school career? Most definitely. There's a lot of dudes who had incredible high school careers, but they did not get an opportunity at Michigan State. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm not sure if he got that because of nepotism, because of his you know you know uh, pops try to. You know, snake oil salesman. I don't know what the deal is with that, but uh, total whiff, total whiff. When he started getting high D1 offers, I was beside myself. I was like, what? Like, are you like, what? Like, he doesn't finish at the rim. When, you know, you know, he's, you know, doesn't have a great handle. Decent shooter, yeah. People are telling me that he's a decent shooter now. Like, okay, but when he but when he plays a team that kind of knows what they're doing, um, you know, pull those numbers. It's pretty tough. And Michigan State fans are all in agreement. You know, I saw a Michigan guy tweet something about you know him. The Michigan State fans, you would think that they were in there, like, doubling down. Like, I know. <laughs> uh, I've never seen anything like that. Division one play, you know, physically uh, putting pressure on someone. Um, as good of a foul shooter he is, like, he's not physically and he doesn't have the quickness and the physicality to create contact to get to the line. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's one of those things where it's like, you know, how do you – I was like, how do you play him? I don't understand it. Just go with Rocket. Just go with Rocket. Um, just go with Rocket. Okay, I just saying, well, put Lawyer off the ball. I'm like, okay, to just spot up and do nothing else in the game. You know, play five on four and a half on defense, then on offense – Stick him in a corner. Just wait for the ball to shoot it at five nine one fifty. High major division one basketball. Um, 
It's not that is not a great look. And you know, you you gotta go with Rocket at this point. Shoot, I would even go with Henry at this point. I would have Rocket back up Cassius. Because Rocket still gives you he still gives you some like he can handle the ball and the other team will not feel the need or they don't feel that, okay, this guy does not belong on the court. I don't think they will have that type of thought when going up against him. I just I just don't see it. I just I just don't see it. Um whether he has it or not, I just don't think teams smell blood in the water. When lawyer comes in the game, teams watch their energy and body language change. Like a baby just like came on the court. You know what I mean? Um, and they just want to take everything that that little dude owns. Uh, I you know, just, you know, if you need to rest catches, you got to go with Rocket, man. 100%. You got to. Uh, interesting games coming up this um, this weekend. If you guys are if you guys are betters or you guys ever look into it, check out betonline.ag, man, um, and check to see what the line of that Rutgers Illinois game is. Rutgers has been slumping a little bit, but their effort is unmatched. Their defense is is also unmatched. They're undefeated at home. They have Illinois at the rack at home this weekend. Whatever Rutgers is, I would bet Rutgers, honestly. Um, If you go into betonline.ag, Blue Wire, use that promo code, all one word, uh, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on that website. So check that out. Check out that Rutgers-Illinois game. I'm not sure if A.O. is going to play. A.O. Desumu, I know they said that they that he didn't have structural damage. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. I think he's more day-to-day, not like an indefinite out. Um, but the way that, that they play defense, the way that they are at the rack, the way that they come out and play, that they're you know, they're a bunch of try-hard dudes who play super hard. Uh, I would bet anything on Rutgers. Uh, in that type of situation. Have you ever seen an untucked button-down? Like, they look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It. The original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, athletic guys of literally all ages. Uh, it fits me well, and I'm a big dude. I'm 6'6". Uh, you, you can choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untucked, your shirts will never look baggy, bulk, you know, bulgy, too long, or too big again. Their website is super easy to use, super user-friendly as well, and have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untucket is the way to go. Visit Untucket.com and use code BLUE, that's B-L-U-E, for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. 
It's time for Ant's Inside Scoop presented by BetOnline.ag. This week, Ant welcomes in Chase Howell to talk about new Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker. All right, y'all. We are back. I have Chase Howell with us. Twitter is at by Chase. Is it by Chasewell or by Chase Howell? By Chase Howell. Yeah. By Chase Howell. He is from the Buff Stampede. On 247 Sports, Chase, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Sam, for having me on. Hey, Looking forward to talking about Mel. Yeah, for sure. Um, before Mel, though, why was McIntyre let go? Because he went like he he went ten and three, right? In 2018, was it? Because that was uh-huh. when you played Michigan, right? Was it that year, or was yeah, it 2016? So Ten and four, actually, because they lost the Pac-12 championship game gotcha. uh, to Washington, and then lost their bowl game. Uh, finished that season ten and four, obviously ten and two before the Pac-12 championship. Um, the next two seasons were just completely different. They went five and seven both seasons with some pretty bad losses uh, throughout his tenure. They didn't really recruit that well. Uh, uh. That one season was kind of. An anomaly, I would say. Okay. Uh, I don't think the talent on that team is really was really worth uh, winning ten games. But they had guys come together. They had a great senior class that year. Right. Um, so I think it was more luck for him. They never finished higher than eighth in the Pac-12 in recruiting. Um, mm-hmm. The whole McIntyre era this past year with Mel Tucker, they finished seventh. Gotcha. So that that should tell you enough about why they they got rid of him. <laughs> why he bounced. Gotcha. Um, so, and then, of course, we, we know that, you know, he's, you know, Mel's gone. But uh, how did you hear the news? Was it via Twitter? Someone texted you, called you? Did you start hearing rumblings early on? Yeah, so I guess we're, I guess I need to know what news you're asking about. Uh, the confirmed the, news or, like, when it first started with the interviews? Like, with, like, Mel Tucker. So, like, for example, um he went he went to some he was at some like booster club with like this like the CU buff club or something like that now deleted tweet i believe it was a picture of him with a bunch of boosters and all that fun stuff right michigan state michigan state coaches started following him like 30 minutes after that tweet was like posted and a lot of people started rumbling like, holy crap, what's going on? Um, yeah. You know, you know. I, so that's like two-part question. Like, at what point did you start hearing the rumblings that this may happen? And then it was finally confirmed. Well, so on Friday, I know Michigan State flew in to interview him. Um, and then it was kind of leaked out on the Detroit Free Press after that. Uh-huh. And uh, – CU tried to hide everything about that. They never even wanted to say that he interviewed. And so there was always kind of something fishy going on there uh, throughout. And then actually on Monday uh, was when sort of the rumors started flying that he was still uh, talking to Michigan State. Okay. Um, and then on Tuesday, it got a little bit hotter and hotter. But I didn't think it was going to get done by Tuesday night. Um, I thought they might wait until the morning to announce anything. So I was like, got a little pretty off guard last night gotcha uh, got announced gotcha so how do fans feel um oh, like, 
that is, that is a loaded question. <laughs> not, not great would be the short answer there. Um, but angry, I would say, might be the best way to describe it. They, they weren't happy. And it's not that he's leaving. I don't think that um, is why everybody's mad. I, obviously, they pretty much doubled his salary. He's going to be making bank right. at Michigan State. Um, but everybody was mad the way that he handled it. He tweeted that thing out on Saturday that I'm sure all of the Michigan State fans have already seen. Yeah. Um, recommitting, doubling down, whatever you want to call it, to CU. And then by Tuesday morning, he was doing like a little press tour. He was on three different local radio stations Tuesday morning talking about why he wanted to stay at CU and what he was growing. And while he was uh, <laughs> talking on radio, his agent was actually in contract negotiations. <laughs> So I that's dirty. Was, that's pretty dirty. That's yeah, pretty dirty. So with all that, yeah. um, and once they kind of found that out, I think CU fans are just pissed off. Um, it's probably the best way to put it. Oh my and gosh. The Jeez. thing is, is the other thing about this is they had pretty much a one year honeymoon with Mel Tucker. Like CU fans were in love with the dude. Um, it seemed like he couldn't do anything wrong. And, uh, and that just kept going for a while because he never really did anything wrong. Yeah. They they only won five games this year, but you could see the type of progress that they were going to make. Gotcha. And so everybody was in love with it. It was really like a, like a breakup, <laughs> like gotcha. losing someone that you're in love with. Oh. I think a lot of broken hearts. That's tough. That's tough. So like, so like uh, you say that, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you could see them grow. Like what, you know, what are a couple things that, you know, you saw changed, from because they both have identical records, right? Five and seven, five and seven, eighteen and nineteen. But that's just looking at the records themselves. The product on the field. Um, what did you see that you can see that really changed from one year to the next? Well, two completely different uh, five and seven seasons. The one in twenty eighteen, um, the year when McIntyre was fired, they started out five and zero. So they lost seven straight games. Uh, well, it's really six straight games, and then McIntyre was fired, and they lost their last one. Jeez. Uh, so this one, this past year, you could actually see the progress every single game. Um, gotcha. This team getting better, especially the defense getting better. It really was obvious that the defense was getting better and better every single game. Uh, they shut down Stanford, and then they shut down Washington, and I think that was obvious what Mel Tucker um, had been able to do throughout like the first nine nine ten games of that season then that team was finally coming together and I, people were excited about next season really man and then you know and then you uh and then i mean you're not recruiting like like alabama yeah. but i did see that your recruiting did take a did take a small jump there as well in year one yeah. you know like I said, uh, McIntyre never got higher than eight. They finished number seven in the Pac-12 this past year, but it wasn't even that. They brought in a bunch of uh, really talented players, and they were getting guys out of everywhere. It's one of the best quarterbacks in Texas, Brendan Lewis, um, guys out of Georgia, one of the best uh, left tackles out of Georgia, Jake Ray. Um, they were recruiting nationally. They were doing it better than they had in a really long time. Um, Mel Tucker just had a completely different attitude about recruiting. And you, you guys, if you're a Michigan State fan, listen to this. You'll hear it a lot that they recruit every day. Um, and he's serious about that. He really puts in a lot of re- 
work recruiting. He knows that's the lifeblood of the program. He came from Georgia, um, which is obviously probably the best. Top, right. Yeah, I think they were number one this past uh, season in recruiting rankings. Um, so he understands the importance of recruiting, and he really did put in the work. And you can hear it when you talk to some of the recruits just how much they love the guy. Um, and they added like so many guys, so many different people to their recruiting staff. They really bolstered um, everything about the recruiting experience once he got here. So uh, the results were right there, right oh, after nice. he got here. Jeez, jeez. So when it comes to recruiting. Now, are you hearing rumors of players flipping to Michigan State or thinking about flipping to Michigan State? Are some letting out of their their LOIs? What's happening there? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Rick George was asked about that um, today at the press conference, whether he will release guys from their NLI. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it has all happened too quick. It, everything was today. Um, I haven't talked to too many players about transferring yet i was mostly talking to them about uh the situation but i wouldn't be too surprised um i think and i'm not sure about how all the players feel but there are some players that think they were done pretty dirty by bell tucker so i would be surprised to see them they follow, uh, follow him to Mich- michigan state uh i do think a lot of the coaches will or not a lot but i think a good, a good portion of the coaches yeah i think they all have a ton of respect for him um but he never really stayed in communication with the players. Uh, the players all loved him before this, so I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them do transfer, but a lot of them are felt like they were kind of played by him. Gotcha. And I'm not sure if you heard, but, I mean, Michigan State opened up the pocketbook for their for that entire program. So, like, now their coaches, I believe, are going to be making more than Michigan, and that is wild. Yeah, they've got some money, huh? They've uh, I, they've opened it up, and they it was never like that. Like you know, they were really stingy with their football stuff. Like you know, Dan Tony was making like I forget what he was m- making, but in terms of like the support staff, um, Michigan State really opened the book for that, for sure. Yeah, Mel Tucker getting over five mil and. Yeah, the, the recruiting budget and the assistant coaching budget um, are so important when it comes to college football. So, yeah. um, And that was probably a big reason why Mel left, because I know he didn't take as much money as he could have at CU because he wanted a big um, assistant coaching budget, and I'm sure Michigan State promised him. Um, you, can't do it by your, he, you can't do it by yourself, and he knows that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely knows and that. He, knows it. he wants to bring in the best yeah. um, staff possible, and I'm sure he will. He's well-respected around. All the coaching circles, and that's why right now, um, you know, people are saying that he's he's uh, going hard after. I think his name is like Vincent Morrow, uh, Marrow. He's at Kentucky right now. Um, he's going hard after him. He's one of the better uh, recruiters in the country. So that's going to be super interesting, man. Um, how about just like style of play? Is it more pass? Is it more run? Is it spread? Is it option? Is it uh, like, like, you know, what should people expect? It's going to be physical. Um, and he'll repeat that over and over, that they want to play physical football. Um, so what that usually means offensively is running the ball. I think CU split um, about 50-50 this year, okay. running and passing. Um, I think they obviously a little bit more run, maybe closer to like 58%. Uh, but they're going to run the football a lot. He he likes his offenses to be able to hold 
onto the ball. I don't think you'll see too much spread. Um, they use a lot more tight ends than they have in years past this season. Uh, that's the type of physical foot brain of football that Mel Tucker wants to play. And defensively, it's very multiple. Um, obviously, it's very physical. It's a good. It's a really good defense. He's one of the best defensive coaches in the country. Uh, but you'll see different. A lot of pretty much everything will kind of change. It's a very complicated defensive scheme, and that's why it took uh, the defense this past year a long time to sort of figure things out. It took some time. Gotcha. Interesting, man. Uh, Chase Howell from Buff Stampede and uh, from Two Four Seven Sports. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was an article from your website like 10 hours before it was announced <laughs> that he was leaving. Was that from your site or a different one? No, you're correct. It was a front page on our on our website when <laughs> the news was announced. And it was an article. Um, usually whenever he makes some type of public appearance, we'll post like some of his quotes. And so he was all over the radio Tuesday morning, and uh, that's what that story came from, was all of his quotes from the radio that morning. Oh, man. And, yeah, just talking about how he's laser-focused on the CU program, which I thought was probably one of the greatest quotes, because <laughs> clearly you're not laser-focused if you're in contract <laughs> negotiations with another school. <laughs> clearly not. Clearly not. I mean, like, like you not like, you, know, you, you leave right after National Signing Day, and then, you know, you're in a really tough spot to attract a decent coach because it was national signing day for everyone, not just a couple programs that was for everybody, you know? Um, so where, so, so let's go back to call to like Colorado. Where does that leave Colorado now? Do they go the, do they hire more internally and just give like a three or four year extension? Like where are they going to go? As of right now, it does look like it, they might um, stay internally. I know they'll go and look. Um, they'll go and interview some other candidates. But they really like Darren Chevrini, who they elevated to um, interim head, head coach as of today. Um, obviously, Michigan State fans were in this position uh, about a week ago. So right. um, they probably know how it is. I know Luke Fickle probably isn't much of an option. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. Um, they'll go after some guys that they like. The big name is Eric Bieniemy, um, who was a big yeah. name in NFL circles because yeah. he's the offense coordinator of the Chiefs, um, and he played running back at CU when they won the national championship. And yeah. uh, he was the offensive coordinator at CU. His son was uh, pretty good too, right? His son's pretty Sorry. good too. Bieniemy's son? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure his. I'm I'm pretty sure Michigan tried to uh, recruit his son. At some point uh, in time, I didn't, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, the uh, enemy, like, like that name. You know, some yeah, some yeah, names yeah, you, you just don't. Right, the <laughs> enemy is like not like Smith. You know, Smith was recruited. Like, okay, who? You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, no, yeah, you're probably right about that. But um, yeah, that's the big name. I don't know if he's a great fit. I think he's more of a really good NFL fit, but. Uh, that's who everybody's talking about right now, and it'll be interesting. I mean, I enjoy covering coaching searches because I'm a media member, and it makes it super exciting for me. Right. Uh, but I think it's very stressful for a lot of <laughs> For sure. Um, now, you know, you being a Pac-12 guy, uh, Michigan opens up with Washington first game of next year. They lose their quarterback and their coach. Um, yeah. Who do they have replacing again, and who's going to be the quarterback? You think they have? 
have a few different guys there. Um, I know Jacob Sermon. He was their backup quarterback. It's a lot of Jakes. Um, actually, they've gotten rid of a few of them. But back in the day, it was like Jacob Browning, Jake Sermon, uh, Jacob Eason, obviously, was their quarterback this past year. It seems like it's Jake every year. Um, but Jacob Sermon, they've got a four-star, uh, Ethan Garbers, the brother of Chase Garbers. He's their 2020 quarterback recruit. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can win that battle. Okay. Um, they've recruited quarterbacks very well, so we'll see. Um how that goes i really like jimmy lake though as their head coach um that was a guy that i wanted cu to go after a year ago where'd um, he come from he's gonna be a great head coach i'm not exactly sure he's been with chris peterson for a while so i wouldn't be surprised if uh pete had just brought him just with like him from Boise state um, gotcha. but he's been their defensive coordinator uh, gotcha. for the last couple of years and just a great recruiter um, I think he's going to be a really good coach. That defense will still be really good. Um, I think they bring back a lot of their guys um, because they're very young this past year. So it's still a very good team. Um, could give Michigan some problems. Gotcha. So this is like a little bit off topic here. Sorry if I catch you off, no, off guard. But um, I was uh, on Twitter about a few hours ago, and they said that um, – a couple schools were in to watch a kid named Paolo Banchero, um, who's going to be pretty, in my opinion, a lock to go to Washington. And then I said, this is a waste of time for Calipari to go to see the, to uh, see this kid. He's going to go to Washington. And then someone hit me up and goes, why do all these kids go to Washington? What's so appealing about that area? I've never been there myself. What is appealing about Washington and the Northwest as a basketball school as just like as just in general like what's appealing about Washington well um I, I mean I'm from Colorado so I kind of I compare everything uh to Colorado it's got the the trees and the beauty um of like being green and lush uh so I guess if you're into that, I really like Seattle as a city. It's very clean. There's a lot of things to do. Um, and obviously the UW is right there in Seattle. It's in uh, the city or is it like, like, like the it's outskirts just kind of the city. So it's, it's just very outside. accessible. Uh, uh, it's not like in the heart of the city, uh, but obviously right there near Seattle. So um, there's a lot of things to do. And, I don't know, maybe, maybe the colors? I, I don't like <laughs> purple and gold, so I don't know um, if that has anything to do with it. But I just don't understand. Been a good football program right. for a long time, so right. um, you know you're going to go there and win games. And basketball, very similar, although they're not very good at all this year. Right. Uh, but I, they, I but they have, like, two first-round picks. They have, like, two lottery picks. Yeah, and they're horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> they're well, <laughs> not, not the lottery picks. Well, Jane McDaniels, I don't think, is very good at all. I don't think he should even leave this year. Um, but Isaiah Stewart's a really good basketball player. He's legit. Everything, everything around Washington just isn't very good. They don't have a true point guard because uh, their original he point failed. guard got hurt. No, yeah, he failed. Quade Green. Failed. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he just ineligible. In, ineligible. <laughs> so, grades. Which is a, maybe another interesting part about why Washington recruits so well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're just not very good at basketball at all this year, but they're still able to bring in all of the good talent. So, 
Um, I don't know. It is it is an appealing city. If you're looking at some, it's probably a top five, top ten city. Um, really? To me, in the United States, yeah. I should definitely go. But compared to Denver, I don't think it's even close. Oh man. I'm pretty biased on that. Gotcha. I like Colorado. I like Colorado because it's the home of my favorite cartoon. I know you know which one it is. I love you some South Park. Both of them are uh, CU Boulder grads as well. Really? Man. Matt, man. Matt and Trey, man. Those dudes are so, they're so smart. They're so smart. Mm -hmm. They're so smart, man. And I love the show. I love yeah, the they created it in their dorm rooms. That's pretty well. Uh, you you can kind of tell with like cardboard and all that stuff. Now yeah. it's more like com- more like computerized, but um, but yeah, man, those oh, those guys are geniuses. They're so smart. They like come off as being like you know dumb frat frat guys, but those dudes are legit. They are yeah, legit. They know exactly what they're doing. Oh, one hundred percent, man. Um, Parody on that. Oh man. So, yeah, Chase, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure the Michigan and Michigan State fans will uh, appreciate your answers to today. I had no clue he did, like, like a radio circus that morning before just bouncing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my that, gosh. That's why everybody's so mad. Did he address it's his team at least? Sorry, say that again. Did he address his team at least? Um, he wanted to, so he went and addressed the coaches this morning um, and talked with them, and I guess was very respectful from everything I've heard from that, um, and was kind of emotional during it. And then uh, he wanted to address the team, and they didn't let him. Uh, Usually, nothing can, nothing good really comes from allowing them to address the team. I'm sure he'll text a lot of the guys and all that. Right, man, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, it's been tough. an interesting situation here. Man. But yeah, man, Chase, thank you again. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, Thanks for having me on it. Not not a problem. Good luck for the in, you know, the rest of the uh, year and uh and all your endeavors as well too. Let's keep in Thanks touch. Thanks so much. I all appreciate right. it. I'll see Love you, it. Chase. That was Chase Howell at by Chase Howell from Buff Stampede on two forty seven sports. He's the content guy. Um Thank you again for coming on. Thank you guys for listening in. I really appreciate it. And as you guys know, per usual, if you go to my pin tweet on my page, if you click on the SeatGeek app, you can get any concert, any game, any event from that app. Put in my promo code, AntWright, A-N-T-W-R-I-G-H-T. Put that in and you'll get $20 off of your purchase. And thank you guys again for listening in. I'll talk to you all soon.